for listening to Because Radio. I'm Emma Carey, joined today by Lisa McDonald, Director of Marketing and Communications at the Manitoba Children's Museum. Thank you for joining me today, Lisa. Thanks so much, Emma. So to get started, can you tell us a little bit about the history of the Children's Museum and how it got started? Yeah, sure thing. Um, I'm not too sure how far we want to get into depth here, but really we uh, we were founded as an organization all the way back in about 1982, 1983. There was a woman named Linda Isaac and a group of her friends who really began working on the concept of a children's museum here for our city. They they basically established the organization as a nonprofit charitable organization um, back in 83. Then after that, it took them a couple of years. Um, to find a location, space, staffing, that sort of thing. Um, and so the Children's Museum here itself opened to the public in 1986, back on Pacific Avenue. And so how have things changed over the years in terms of the work that the museum does? Or has it? <laughs> <laughs> well, ultimately at its heart or, or at the core, it hasn't changed all that much since we opened our doors back in 86. Um, we've always strived to spark kids' creative learning and we continue to do so whenever however, um, and and again, whenever we can. Ultimately, I mean, we've, we've continuously offered our community a non-traditional educational environment. Um, and though the facility's physical location has changed over the years, along with all of our galleries and exhibit components evolving, um, they, they continually evolve, yet still remain focused on the hands-on learning experience that we're known for. So, like I said, ultimately lots has changed, but at our core, nothing has changed. We're still all about the children of our community and, and how to spark their creative learning. For much of the last year, the Children's Museum has been closed due to public health orders. How did the museum adapt during the closures and what are you most looking forward to now with an opening on the horizon? <laughs> so with our facility playing such a monumental role in, in our offerings and our visitor experience, um, the public health closures have definitely been tough. I mean, working here while we're closed to the public feels a lot like being at a school in the summertime. There's this, this huge, almost uncomfortable silence in the place because it's devoid of all its energy, enthusiasm, and fun that, that gives it its normal life, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, being able to reopen um, and welcoming back guests to the Children's Museum is definitely something we're looking forward to. Uh, for anybody interested in the visit, you can save the date because we're looking at reopening this coming Saturday, August 7th. Um, and yeah, you can find our temporary hours of operation along with any public health and related facility po uh, policies that are in effect at that time on our website, childrensmuseum.com. Um, in terms of how we've adapted during the closures, I mean, we did adapt and pivot in some areas. For example, much like everybody else, we quickly focused on expanding our online offerings first. Um, that included developing a daily dose of play blog posts, um, as well as opening up an online gift shop, which we hadn't had in the past. Um, as the pandemic dragged on and on, it became more clear uh, that school field trips were off the table for the 2021 school year. So um, our education team worked on developing a, a really cool museum to go rental program that allowed instructors to book some of our most popular school programs. Um, that they could then deliver to their classrooms with supplies and instructions that we provided them. I think the other piece sort of um, that that was significant was that we did put in a lot of time and resource in creating and launching our Sparkbox subscription service. Um, so like you said, it's been quite tough over the last year with those uh, closures. However, is there a success story from that time that you can share? 
<laughs> for sure. I personally rank our new Sparkbox subscription service as one of our top success stories for, for this past year. It's been a project that's near and dear to my heart, so to speak, because I've really personally wanted to offer this type of service for our community since I started working at the Children's Museum 13 years ago. Um, it was actually the grant that we received from the government of Manitoba's Safe at Home Manitoba program that helped us finally make it a reality. It was it was so cool. I mean, it's a quarterly subscription box service that's curated by our team of early years educators. It's full of really neat hands-on steam crafts and seasonal activities that are designed to inspire young minds and spark creative learning. Um, again, safely and from the comfort of your own home. We, we launched our first trial box this past spring and it included some really, really fun things like an adorable peekaboo panda um, craft. There was a foxy pom-pom popper and this really, really cool hydraulic press activity um, along with some other fun Manitoba curriculum linked activities as well. We, we had actually circulated almost 1,700 free, like $50 value spark boxes. Um, that we created and distributed as part of the the safe at home grant and ultimately like the product feedback on it was so overwhelmingly positive enthusiastic the box itself scored four and a half out of five by everybody that had <laughs> that had actually received one um, we had tons of tagged comments and unboxing videos shared by recipients on social media which was so neat to see the kids actually engaging in the activities from the comfort of their home um, lots of emails, phone calls, and even thank you letters just, just in regards to the boxes. So while we took a bit of a break over the summer to evaluate all the trial box feedback, we're, we're looking at continuing um, the next box and an ongoing subscription offer, which we hope to launch later in the fall this year. Awesome. What are your hopes for the museum in the future and moving forward? I would say that stabilization and sustainability are among our key hopes for the future. Like so many other businesses and organizations in our community, COVID has, has hit us hard. I mean, since March of last year, we've been closed three different times. And basically by, by the end of July, we're looking at being closed almost a total of 12 months overall. Um, to say that as an arts and, uh, arts and cultural institution, um, we generate 90% of our, of our operating revenue ourselves. So the closures themselves have been pretty devastating, I mean, to say to say the least. Um, each wave of closures prompted staff layoffs, reduced staffing. We had had many resignations from our staff team as a result. Um, so when we are permitted to reopen, we, we do have many middle management and frontline staff positions still to fill. Um, so for 35 years, I mean, we, we've provided an, an interactive learning facility um, that's all about hands-on exploration, collaborative play, and we're a natural destination for a place for people to gather. Um, COVID really created a barrier in doing what we do best and required us to cancel or defer most of our programming for the past year. So um, yeah, like I said, it's it's been tough. I mean, we've also we've also had some of the most robust cleaning protocols, specialized cleaning needs, personal protective equipment, distancing restrictions, staffing needs that were at all around in our sector for museums. Um, so yeah, I don't think it would be a shock for anyone to know that we, we've operated when we've been open at a loss um, much of this past year. I mean, as we navigate a forecasted deficit by the end of 2021, we continue to engage all cost saving opportunities and negotiate all sorts of, of payment plans with our vendors. Um, but yeah, it's it has been a challenge. 
I'm, I'm not here to shake a money jar at anyone, so to speak, uh, but I do want to take a moment to acknowledge just how important new funding opportunities and donations are to the Children's Museum, especially right now. Um, contributions from supporters like the Winnipeg Foundation have not only been an incredibly tremendous help to us during this time, but they also really demonstrate for us shared values and a belief in our ongoing work. So really, as we reopen our doors to the public, we encourage you to consider visiting us one day soon with a special child in your life or contact us about making a donation or, or sponsorship opportunity if that's within your power and means to do at this time. So you mentioned it earlier on, uh, but I'll just get, get you to remind our listeners how they can learn more about the museum and keep up to date as the museum reopens. Absolutely. The easiest way um, to learn about us is to hit up our website, childrensmuseum.com, or you can follow us on any, pretty much any social media platform um, at childmuseumwpg. <laughs> Alternately, I mean, please feel free to give us a call anytime. I mean, our team is always happy to answer questions and we love to tell people all about the Children's Museum. So again, anytime, just just give us a call or hit us up online and we'd be happy to help. Fantastic. So the Children's Museum will be opening on August 7th. Thank you so much, Lisa, for joining me today and giving us some more information. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, Emma. I've appreciated the conversation. Because Radio is produced by the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with 93.7 CJNU-FM. If you'd like to listen to previous episodes or subscribe to our podcast, please visit becauseradio.org.